Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Happy Friday, guys. Um, So before we dive into the episode, I just want to say that so these episodes I'm doing as videos as well. And so the the audio setup is different. I've been experimenting with mics. Some's working, some's not. There, this one's not great, and it's clicking against my necklace at some point. So I apologize for the sound quality. I continue to experiment. Um, <laughs> let's just chalk it up to me um, modeling for you guys what imperfect action looks like. So <laughs> thank you for rolling with it. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, and again, if you haven't checked out. The quiz, I will link it here. Um, it really is fun to, to see people's responses coming in. I had some theories about which would be the most um, popular or, you know, common. Um, and I've been partially proven right, partially proven wrong. So, um, so yeah, it's a fun little starting point if you haven't taken it. So, all right. Have a good weekend, everyone, and enjoy. Hey guys, so today we're talking about why your excellence in your job might just be the worst possible thing for your career, your long-term happiness as well. So you may have heard of the term zone of genius, comes from Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. And in this book, he outlines four quadrants of sort of functioning. First is your zone of incompetence. You're just bad at stuff. <laughs> your zone of competence, like you can do it. It's not special. It's passable. Uh, your zone of excellence, where you are really, really good at things. And then beyond that, your zone of genius. And this is where things are uniquely like suited to you. You flow in the state. It is so easy for you. It's sort of, you can just deliver on a higher level. Um, so lawyers are very good in the zone of excellence, right? Like, I mean, look, there might be some incompetent, competent ones, but like, you know, the vast majority of us work really hard or really smart and get into these jobs and do a good job. Like, you're getting all of the feedback that you're really good at this and that this is your thing. Um, maybe people have been telling you this your whole life, like you'd make a great lawyer. And then here you are making a great lawyer. Um, and so it's hard to really even conceptualize that there's a state above this, right? So then you're just sort of left there thinking, well, Maybe I'm just kind of cursed and I just have to bear this burden of not liking the thing that I'm excellent at. Um, I so vividly remember having that thought of just, look, I just, I don't, I think maybe I'm just not, I don't like it, (laughs) but I don't know what else I could be better at. (laughs) Um, And those thought processes are exactly the ones 
that keep you stuck in that zone of excellence. Because it's got all these trappings of, of success and sort of both your internal sense of the success and what other people define as success. Um, and so it's very hard to break out of that. You have to be really sort of purposeful because there is this other level, this zone of genius. Um, and this is where, you know, your work really is your purpose, your calling, your passion. You know, people use these words in a lot of ways and some are helpful and some are not that helpful. Um, but when I talk about these things, I don't mean that like, you know, you, your passion has to be, you know, saving the planet or, you know, some sort of very high-minded thing, nor does it need to even be an outcome. You know, what we're talking about is like, what are you doing every day? <laughs> like, what is the work that lights you up to do every day? Um, and so in doing that, you will naturally serve the people around you, right? Because you're going to be showing up as your best self, doing the things that you are uniquely good at doing. Um, and it will just, it may not even feel like work because it's just going to flow so easily. Um, because it's just kind of you doing the things that are natural for you. Um, I know that this can sound very kind of amorphous and like, okay, um, like where's the computer program where I can put in the details about me and it spits out my zone of genius? That would be very helpful. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's not a thing. Um, and we do have to do some work to, to look for it. So one of the mistakes I think people do in trying to find their zone of genius, purpose, passion, um, things that they would like is that they exclusively look at what they're currently doing, right? So, and I do think there's a place for this. I think it's a helpful exercise to sort of assess what you do on a daily basis and kind of rank it as this is energizing for me. This is easy for me. I enjoy this. I hate this. I want to shoot myself when I'm doing this. Like that's helpful because, and you may find that there's a part of your job that is this stuff. Like, for example, like maybe, you know, going and sort of arguing in court is like within your zone of genius. This kind of like thinking on your feet, you know, communication in person, making arguments, like maybe that is in your zone of genius, but then maybe you're spending like a lot of your time like researching and writing and that's not so aligned, right? Um, so, but maybe, but maybe like the stuff that you're good at isn't happening at all. <laughs> which is probably why you're really miserable, right? So you can't just look at what you're currently doing and pick a part of it to, to sort of be like, well, that's the best of the worst. So I guess I'll call that my zone of genius. <laughs> like you have to go beyond that. Um, and that can be really hard. But one of the questions that I would um, ask of you is what do people come to you for? You know, if, if they have a problem with X, they seek me out. When people want to spend with time with me, like what is my energy? What am I bringing to the table? What is sort of 
intrinsically me? How do people see me? How do I see myself? Like, what do I think I bring to the table? And don't just think of this in terms of like a job skill or a, a career. Like, just allow yourself to brainstorm about what this could be in any form. Like, for example, I think one of mine is like, I'm in a good mood a lot of the time. Like, I have a positive energy. I can see the future being better and I can bring that energy to someone else as well, right? You know, so what job is that? Who knows, like right off the top of your head, you may not really sort of put the pieces together, but don't edit yourself off the bat. Just think, what are these things that you probably wouldn't even like categorize as like a skill? They're just things that you do so second natured that um, you may not even notice it as something that's special. But that's why it's helpful sometimes not to just even ask yourself that question, but to ask trusted people around you that question, because sometimes they can see those things um, even more clearly than, than we can see it in ourselves. Um, and I also think that sort of some of the tools I've discussed here, like the Strengths Finder, um, any kind of um, personality test, whatever. Like, I also love the Enneagram. Um, you may have heard me say I'm I'm getting like deep down the rabbit hole on human design, which has got like an astrological element. Um, and you don't have like some of these will appeal to you, some of them won't. Um, I don't know that you have to believe anything. So much of it is also just your interpretation. It's like a way to start triggering these thoughts, a lens to see things through. Um, they're just tools that, that you could use. I have found them to be very helpful in trying to kind of narrow down what my unique uh, genius is. So I'd encourage you to sort of ask those questions, use those tools. Um, and, you know, once you start to sort of flow with that, you'll be getting a better sense of it. And then you can sort of take that and say, okay, this is where I shine. And I want to be doing this most of the time. So it could be in your current job. It could be in another job where you just leverage this knowledge that this is where you want to show up. This is the type of work you want to do. And orchestrate it so that you're able to and really sort of advocate for yourself to to be able to show up in that kind of a role more of the time um, or give a little pitch for entrepreneurship i think i'm going to do a whole other thing on this because um i think it's a good topic but listen if you build your own business and you're aware of what this zone of genius is for you you can build the whole world around that. And of course, like anything, like you're always gonna have to do some things that are just, everyone has to do everything, right? Like it's not, you know, 100%, but it should be a high percentage. You should be aiming to spend a pretty high percentage of your time in this zone of genius. And the freedom and power that you have when you run your own business to carve that out for yourself and build a team around you that supports the things that are less so in your zone of genius um, can be a really great opportunity to um, to spend more and more of your time doing that kind of work that really lights you up. So 
that's my my little spiel on um, the zone of genius. Um, I'd love to hear if you have any sort of like inklings of what yours might be. Um, and just remember, like, don't get stuck in that zone of excellence. It's it's like trying to hold on to you, but doing this work is going to bust you through to that next level. All right, bye, guys.